0: Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are like Maybe you're next to your a friend of yours, maybe you're next to your child, and maybe you're next to your spouse. Maybe you could just give them a hug right there and, and take this moment and just say, you know, I love you. I really love you. and I want you to know that with all the stress and with everything that's going on, I love you. There's hope. We're going to make it. The Lord fights for us. He's victor and we're victorious. Hug someone there next to you. Pick them up. If not, let the Lord hug you right there where you're at and, and just rejoice right now in the presence of the Lord. I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that my prayer this morning was that wherever you're at and however your posture is right now, that you're feeling the presence of the Lord, that the presence of God is, is filling your house, is filling your living room. That's my prayer that That you're learning that you don't have to come to a building to feel the presence of God. God is taking the church out of the building, and right there where you're at, you recognize wait a minute, I am the church, I am the temple, and I feel the presence of God right here. Who would have thought? And that this would take you to places that you would have never thought you can be. I pray that moments like we're living in today would bring great growth in our lives. Be encouraged. Nest Church, be encouraged. If you're watching online, just be encouraged. God wins. God is winning. He's not worried, not not a bit worried with everything that's going on. Hallelujah. I can't thank this worship team enough for saying we'll be there and we're going to partake and, and worship and we'll be at the church and we want to be an encouragement for those that are in their homes and we want them to see our faces so that they could know that they could be encouraged and they too can worship in this time. And um, you have a beautiful worship team that, that left their homes to, to present this to you. And most importantly, to give it to the Lord, the greatest audience of all. And um, we're a blessed family here at Nest. And I hope you're encouraged by this and you recognize how blessed um, we are. I know I feel overwhelmingly uh, overwhelmed with joy and, and blessed today. So. Thank the worship team. I thank all of you for, for being on right now. What a time of worship. And in a moment we're gonna get into the into the the thoughts and the message that, that God gave me. But I want to go over a couple things um, with you. Uh, I can't really call them announcements, it's kind of weird. Sundays are a little bit different, and we see that today. It's a little bit strange being up here, not seeing you guys sitting in these chairs, but I know you're sitting there and you're watching. So I don't necessarily have announcements, but I have these updates and I have some things I want to share with you. And, and, and the truth is, church, man, we're moving forward. We're going. We're going for it. We preached here a long time. Go for it. And when things like this happen, how can we not go for it? And we're moving forward and we're not stopping. And I believe this, that God has called us and he has chosen this generation to live during this time for his great purpose. So we need to find strength in him like never before we got to keep going. we got to keep going. we got to keep going. Amen? We have to keep going. Um, One of the reminders that I want to share with all of you is that going forward, I know times are tough and the future is just dim. We're like, what's going to happen? We don't know. We're all confused and worried, and and, and we understand that. And I know that today you can't walk in here and you can't drop off an offering and you can't give a tithe and and none of that, but just remember that we're still faithful in our giving and we still want to honor the Lord in our giving and as we get into some of these um, updates I just want to remind you on that that our app is still active right now some of you are watching live on our app and, but remember that you could also still give on our app on, and if you don't have our app and you're looking maybe you're watching us through YouTube download it. it's Nest Church and, and you could give on the give tab and, and, and what a great opportunity to trust the Lord and say Lord though my future is not promised I'm still going to trust you in this and you could still give God worship even in your giving and and I just encourage you and I challenge you, um, don't limit God. Let the God of miracles show you that he could fight for you and that he could supply what you may think may not be there tomorrow. So just trust the Lord even in your giving at this moment as, as you give uh, this week and give today to what belongs to the lord so amen i want to go over a couple things before we get into the word i want to go over our gatherings and just talk to you a little bit about that yes we won't be physically getting together for this time being but we're surely um we're going to unite um definitely going to unite often and we're going to unite through what we are calling digital gatherings and and the best way to to stay tuned in with us is through our social media outlets and through our app. So make sure that you turn on, on your notifications on your settings so that you could be updated when we'll be having these gatherings. So I want you all to stay tuned um, into that, whether it's women, <clears throat> whether it's men, more, whether it's our hubs, um, our teams going forward, um, team rallies, all of that um, will be held there in our digital gathering. So we want to make sure that, that you're up to par with that and that you stay tuned and uh, make sure um, that you know what's going on always. Um, Also, um, I want to emphasize something that's very important and it's been heavy on my heart. um, That it's so important to stay united in these days. I I get it. It's hard. It's difficult with the restrictions, but stay united. There's ways to stay united. All we're hearing and being asked is to comply with social distancing, and we have to respect that and honor that as our president, our governors and mayors are asking for that. But there's no way that in moments like these that we would seclude ourselves, especially when we've been given so many options to be able to connect with one another. So fight against being distant And through all our digital gatherings, I want you to find it as a great opportunity to continue to grow together and remain united. Connect with each other. When we have a Bible study, if we have a prayer service on our digital gathering, man, log on and and stay united. so important going forward. I, I encourage you to call each other often. FaceTime one another. Pray with each other. Call someone you haven't spoken to in a while and just, hey, how are you doing? Let's pray together for a little while. Lift each other up. Laugh with one another. Don't let those things change, but grow in that. This is not the end. This is not the end. God is the victor. And we learned that last week, the Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Amen? We are sons and daughters of God. We are to remain planted. We are to stay strong. And I want to say this to all of you watching right now. Fear is not an option. Stay strong. Stay strong. So, Sunday gatherings are going to look a little different. They're going to be live like this every Sunday at 10 a.m. On our app, you could also click on the live ad, on the live tab. Make sure you share that with people and, and most of you are already doing that. Um, for you guys that don't know, we'll also have this up on our Facebook. And you'll be able to see everything play out later on in Facebook. And if you're joining through YouTube, thank you. We can't thank you enough. If you subscribed already, thank you. But send this to someone once it ends. Tell someone, hey, you need to hear what my pastor uh, shared, what happened in our church, with the worship team. Just share it with people and and have them subscribe and and, and encourage them. And let let moments like this be an encouragement and a blessing to maybe some of your friends and your family. So, amen. And as you are home in these moments, I wanted to make sure before we get into some of this study here, And like exiting worship like we just did. I want to make sure that in every gathering that we have, remember how important it is to be engaged. Make sure that you're not distracted. Maybe like right now, if you could turn off your phone or maybe you could just change the environment around your house a little bit and say, what can I do here so that I'm not distracted and I can really just focus in the word of God and focus with what, what the Lord wants to tell me. We don't want any of you at home just to sit there and just... You're like, wait a minute! I just went off, and I forgot what the last ten minutes was about. We want you to really be engaged, and we want you to look at the TV screen and yell at it, and and say Amen, preach, and and do whatever it is. But but get your family involved. Hold hands with your family. Pray with each other in moments um, as we gather. Uh, just be very involved. Take pictures if you can today. Take a video of you and your family today. Uh, you could go ahead and tag me, Pastor Rego, tag the Church Nest Church, or you could hashtag social unity that's something that god has put in the heart of our church that many other churches would catch it instead of social distancing that we would focus on social unity and and, uh, just tag us and hashtag social unity and let people know hey we can still do church we're still the church we're still alive we're still active god is still moving and um and and don't be discouraged amen take notes today Open up your Bibles now and take out your notepad and begin to write and start texting your friends. Send a link to someone. Um, It's easy. YouTube.com forward slash Nest Church and have someone get involved. Give hope to someone uh, through these tough times. Make these moments together special. As we worship at home, they should be special. So I just want to let every single one of you know. I love every single one of you. I love you all. I wish I could see all of you right now. I love you all and let faith arise. Let the glory of the Lord shine over you. I believe great things are ahead of us. The Lord has great plans and he's not done. Amen. 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 I'm going to get into the word today and some thoughts today. And, and um, I want to share a passage real quick. And it's in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. and So fitting for, for this moment. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. The Lord reminds us and he says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What a, what a perfect time to hear that and to ponder on that. What a reminder of his promises that he holds us and keeps us in his hand and, and we're not to fear. And I want us to remain strong and, and really put our minds to, to this that we're calling social unity and really focus on that going forward in the days, weeks, and even months ahead if, if that's what it is. Let us focus on what we're calling social unity. Think about that word social. The word social.
1: The word social
0: relates to the, to the need of companionship. Social, it means that we're best suited living in community. And that's what social is and when we say social unity that that we are made to do life together. And and yes, we need to do our best to stay healthy and to be cautious, but we also have to be diligent to remain united, continuing to grow as a family, never forsaking what we know as the fellowship of the saints. Pay attention, pay attention to all of our social media outlets, to our church text messaging, and, and jump on all the digital gatherings as we were just talking about, whether, wh- whatever it is, whether it's Nest More, men's, women's hubs, everything we spoke about it let, it, let all those gatherings bring us closer rather than distancing us. And I know that they want us to cooperate and they want us to cooperate with social distancing, but now more than ever, we need to unite and encourage one another and we have the technology to do that. Listen, the enemy wants us alone. He wants to seclude us, to isolate us. But press on, fight for social unity. You know, I started to think about the book of Acts. In a time of heavy persecution, the unity of the early church was was beautiful. Uh, I mean, there was constant communion with each other. And that unity of the early church in the book of Acts, it gives witness or it gave a testimony. And many came to join them because they saw that the unity that they had. Many of them came to hear and and listen to the Christ that they were preaching. So I want to make sure that you understand this, that we will not win one more soul if we are divided. So as the enemy wants to divide us, of course he does, because then we we lose the opportunity to win more souls. And winning souls is not going to happen if we're divided. It's our unity together in Christ that will touch the witnesses of our faith. So stay strong in that and, and the Lord is, is doing something in our midst and even through this uh, COVID-19 and what's happening all over the world and right now in our nation, I think that God may even have a greater purpose behind it. But we just have to be aware of it. Uh, just think about the moment that we are in right now. Where's, wh- what, what is it that they're asking and what is it that we're doing? We've all gone back home. Everyone's gone back home. And, and you think about that and you say, wow, it's almost as if it's the Lord. He's doing something and he's calling us back to our homes. He's calling us back to our families. He's giving us time again. How many of us here in our city say, I don't have time for anything. Everything's always a rush. I just don't have time. I don't even have time, you know, to sit down and have dinner with my own children and talk around the table. We say a lot of these things because sometimes uh, time just runs out quickly here in our city. And now the Lord is calling us back to our homes and he's giving us time again. And because there's nothing else to do, we can't go anywhere. Things are closing and all we have is each other now. And the Lord, I believe, is involved and his plans will succeed. I know that most of you, uh, maybe maybe you're watching the news and it's tormenting your mind, and you're hearing from different outlets and from different people and all that. But I, I have to stand here and tell every single one of you that the Lord is involved in this and He's going to succeed. He's going whatever that they're saying and whatever that's being told to you. I know one thing. I know that the Word of God shows us the Lord will succeed. His plans will prevail. So stay, stay alert with that and, and make sure you stay in tune with that. Don't lose heart. Let your spirit rise up in that. I've always said here in our church and especially in the platform that God's given me and in the calling as a pastor and being able to preach the word of God, I've always said that that which will bring revival, it's not necessarily a full church or a massive church. It's not agendas and it's not plans and strategies. I've always believed that what's going to bring revival is families. And if you've ever had a one-on-one conversation with me, I've probably shared that with you at some point. Families is what's going to bring revival. Families that are going to display the gospel. Families that will begin to burn for the Lord, burn for Jesus. And God has put families in this world. You know, the original plan for the family was to be fruitful and to multiply We see see the Lord tell that to Adam and Eve. We see Him tell it to Noah when Noah comes off the ark. And and we see it in the Bible that the plan for the family was to be fruitful and multiply. And the fruit and the multiplication of blessing upon this land is ushered by God through families. And that's why, you know, think about that statement. It's through families. And then you start to realize, well, what's the struggle in most families? In most churches or in most groups, it's families. Families is the struggle. Families are struggling. Marriages are struggling. Marriages are being attacked. And and we see that constantly because it's what God wants to use. It's, it's, It's the picture that God wants to do to display and bring forth the gospel here. And this is why I believe families struggle. This is why families fight. Why families get divided and even break apart sons and daughters against mothers and fathers and vice versa mothers and fathers against sons and daughters husbands against wives wives against husbands that's why we we see these things it's the picture of God it's the picture that God put on this earth to display the glory of heaven so so though we live in a time where many are worried right now and many are fearful right now and confused please listen to this don't miss what God may be doing. It may be the greatest gift he's given us. You feel like, man, life has been taken away. Some of you can't go to work tomorrow. Some of you, they've asked you to stay home. Some of you don't even know if you will have a job to, when all of this is over. I, I, I understand the moments that we're in and I get it. I get the, I, I, I get the feelings that, that are arising and you feel like it was taken away from you. But man, all of this could be a great gift that God has given us. Because in reality, God may be, what he may be doing is really adding onto you and adding to you. What is he adding? Maybe he's teaching us how to talk again. Learn how to talk again at home. Things that we take for granted and, and maybe through something like this, now we're home and there is no other option. We have to talk. What a beautiful gift that is. What is some of the things that the Lord may be doing? Maybe just to enjoy one another. My wife yesterday went and I know she's watching right now at home and she's with the kids and she started to buy all these inflatable things that, you know, like sprinklers for water because that's what we're going to do. We're going to have to just have parties in our backyard and let the kids just get wet and and, and just have fun and and, and we're going to have to just now take moments to just enjoy each other. Enjoy each other. Talk with one another. And, 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 and don't be so stressed out. Don't be so anxious. Look at that person that's there that God put next to you. And maybe God is adding something. Maybe he's teaching us how to settle disagreements. Maybe your disagreements went on for too long and he had to bring you back home. Because some of those disagreements have to get solved. And you need to find the solution, the healing for your family. I hope you're saying amen right there where you're at. Some of you just need to learn how to love. Some of you need to just learn how to sit, how to pause. Some of us are learning to play games again. I saw my friend put up a picture up and, and, and him and his family were playing games around the table. And that's what he's teaching us. family, maybe he's teaching us how to pray together again. I want to say this so that when everyone is flipping out about staying home, oh my God, we're staying home, and this is horrible and I'm scared. I want us to know that God is smiling because he wants to start healing the land where revival will begin at your home, your house with your family. So you're worried because you're home and God is smiling because that's where revival will begin. And I understand the struggle of many. I understand the businesses and and businesses that are shutting down and small businesses and what they're going through. I get it. People are being laid off. But I want everyone to know that's part of our family, those that are listening right now or watching right now or listening even through our podcast. I want us all to know that God is in control. He holds us together. He's in control. And I believe that he's preparing us. He's preparing for a great arrival, but he's organizing the homes first. There's a great arrival, but he's organizing the home. And this is not just about a virus. This is... More than the virus. It's more about a sovereign God. A sovereign God which Isaiah chapter 40 verse 12 tells us. He holds the universe and and grasps it in the hollow of his hands. So he's brought us now all back home. To put the furniture in order. To clean the house. To be prepared. Because the beloved's eyes are on his bride. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 15, the beloved says this. He says, behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Emphasizing his love and the the desire he has for his bride. He says, behold, you're beautiful, my love. Behold, you're beautiful, my love. And then he says, your eyes are doves. He's beautifying his church even in this time. He's beautifying his bride. And let this be our focus during our time at home. The Lord is beautifying my family. The Lord is beautifying my house. The Lord is beautifying this temple. He's doing a work in us. How many of you could say amen right there at your house? I was listening this week to a pastor, uh, and he said this, and it's true, you know, that these days have been written before the foundation of the earth. And we should see it as an honor and find in it the purpose. Listen to this, that we are the specific generation chosen by God, purposely called to live in this moment. Well, why is this happening? I don't know why it's happening. But you, we, us, were called to live in this moment. And God has a reason for that. And what an honor it is that God has considered us to be part of his great plan on this earth for this very moment. So in prayer, we come before him and we ask boldly, Lord, what may you have me to do in these times? It's a reminder, as scripture teaches us, that we are in this world, but we are not of it. Uh, I love in John chapter 17, we see Jesus and he's praying for his disciples. And as Jesus prays for his disciples... In John chapter 17, here's a piece of what he prays. I, I'm not going to read the whole prayer, but, but here's a little uh, segment of what he says and, and what he prays to the Father. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, speaking of his disciples, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They're not of this world just as I am not of the world. How many of you with what's going on right now feels deep in your spirit, there's something in me that is resonating, that is speaking to me, that I'm not of this world? Um, I belong to another world. And Jesus says, just like I'm not in this world or of this world. Verse 17, he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. God has sent us in this moment into the world for a reason. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Think about that prayer and think about that, that just those verses right there. And what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive in this world, to be sanctified and to reveal his truth. When everyone is looking for answers, we're like, wait, we have the answer. And his name is Jesus. We're sanctified saints with answers and with truth in a world that is filled with false and confusion. And let this be a time where he's preparing us for For what he wants to do through us. And and I I believe that deep in in my heart, Lord, you're preparing the church for something mighty. You're preparing us for something. Just think about this. It's the first time in our lifetime, many, most of our lifetimes, that we can't come to church on a Sunday morning. He's taking the church out of the building. I think he's doing something. I think he's awakening the church. I think he's shaking us. And I think when we come out of this, there's a great purpose behind it all. I truly feel that. And I believe that today. Listen, this is not the first time we see in scripture where God calls people back home. He calls families in scripture to come back together. If I have time, I'll go over two, but I want to touch up on one right now. In Exodus chapter 12, we see a, a great example of this. We know this moment as the Passover the first Passover specifically, or the institution of the Passover. And God speaks to Moses and to Aaron as they and all of Israel are in Egypt. And they're held in Egypt in bondage. And the Lord goes over all the instructions in which they are to obey. And we're not going to go over all of that right now, though every single one is so important and and there's so much that we could dive into. But he's going over instructions with Moses and Aaron. and, and, And what he does is he calls all of Israel who's in Egypt, he calls them all to go back to their homes, and as they go to their homes, they are to choose a lamb, a male lamb, and it has to be a lamb that is without blemish, a lamb of no defects, and then they're to kill this lamb at twilight, and they're to take the blood of this lamb, and they are to smear it on the sides and on the top of the door frames, of the house in which they eat the lamb in. And then they were to roast the meat of it and they were to eat all of the lamb. And when you read um, this passage here in Exodus, in Exodus chapter 12, you'll recognize that this lamb in the Passover, it's speaking of Jesus. Jesus is the Passover lamb. And all of this is actually speaking something greater about Jesus, that, that here they were and they were to eat all of this lamb. A lamb with no error, no defects, perfect lamb, without a blemish. And then as they did this and covered the doorpost with blood, they were to eat bread with no yeast in it, which speaks of cleansing and cleaning out the sin, no intake of sin. So no intake of sin, they were to eat the whole animal. And then verse 11 in this passage is very important because it tells us that as they eat it, listen to this, they shall eat. Eat the lamb with a belt on their waist, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Think about what we just read there. The the blood on the doorpost would be, yes, their protection when death would strike the firstborn of every family. And we declare that even today, that the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus Christ is over us. And even in the midst of everything that's going on with this virus, listen, I can't live in fear. I can't live with every little thing. Oh, my God, is, is this infected? I don't know what to do. Yes, I have to take precaution. Uh, um, uh, I, I have to wash my hands and I have to do all the things that they're asking me to do and sanitize. But I can't live in fear. I believe that the blood of the lamb is over me. The, the blood of Christ is upon me. And, and, and it's upon us and it's upon you. And it says that as they eat it all their sandals are tied their staff is in their hand their belt is tied up on their waist and eat all of it and the blood is protecting them at night and this is speaking to us even in our day today Why is this speaking to us because notice what's happening to us we're called to go back home And as we're called to go back home what are we doing well I believe the Lord is saying take the lamb Take the lamb, the perfect lamb, without spot, without blemish, without defects. Bring him home. And as you bring the lamb back to your home with you, this is what you and your families are going to do. Ready? You're going to take him all in. Not a portion of him should be left out. Taking Jesus, intake all of him, leaving none of him out. The whole lamb is to be eaten. We are to eat it all. And then notice verse 11. And to be dressed What does that mean to be dressed to be prepared with our clothes on with our belts tied with our sandals strapped? with the walking stick in our hand. Why? Why all this? Because what he was doing in the home isn't going to stay in the home. They were called back home to prepare themselves and prepare all those who lived in their houses to be prepared because the beloved was going to draw them out and drive them to the promised land. He had a whole other assignment for them. And I believe that as we're being drawn back to the home, God spoke to my spirit and I and I feel it heavy that he's bringing us back home because he's, he's going to draw us out as well. And, and it has to begin at home. The preparation needs to take place with our families, with ourselves. We got to solve these issues. We got to work these things out. We got to put Christ back in it and intake all of him because the Lord has an assignment for every single one of our homes. A promised land that stands before us. It's almost as if he's saying this, ready? I know their plans are to keep you, but my plans are to take you. Though you may feel like you're stuck and you're kept, trust me, the Lord is working something out. And though you feel stuck, the Lord will unstick you and he will take you to where he wants to take you. The Lord is faithful and he's going to lead you to his greater purposes. He's going to lead us to his greater purpose and to a greater land. A greater land in which he is preparing for us. I believe that. I believe that all of this that's going on today is because there's a greater land being prepared. A greater land. Jesus said what? They are not of this world. Just as I am not of the world. Who would have thought some thousands, two thousand years ago he prayed a prayer that today it still jumps inside of me. He's not of this world and neither am I. I belong to another kingdom. Paul instructs us in Philippians chapter 3. And he says, do not set your minds on the earthly things. But in verse 20, he says this right after that. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also we so eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our home, our eternal home is in glory. And let's remember this amazing truth today. Why is he calling us back home? What does he want us to establish again that's been lost? What does Christ want to do in our houses? What, come on, really answer this. And maybe when, we, um, maybe when we go offline and we pray and stuff, maybe today you need to talk to the people you live with and you need to say, hey, some of our furniture has been out of order here. We got to put our furniture back in order. Some of the stuff here has been dirty. We need to clean the house up again. Think about what the Lord may be doing in this moment where you're home. Find strength, find encouragement in that there might be a greater purpose and God may be teaching us something beautiful. He's bringing families back together. If I were to say anything about this message or title or anything like that, it's this, he's gathering the family. He's gathering the family. If you remember, Noah was another individual that was very interesting the, the, the earth had pretty much been polluted, if you want to call it that, and there was sin all over the earth, and the Lord was not pleased with what he saw, and he had a plan. And in chapter 7 of the book of Genesis, verse 1, this is what he tells Noah. It says, the Lord says to Noah, come into the ark. And Look what he tells him, come into the ark. Remember, Noah spent such a long time building this ark, and people thought he was crazy. He was talking about waters that were going to flood the land. And people were like, what are you talking about, Noah? You've lost your mind, old man. And he kept building, and he kept building the ark, and the ark was built. And now the Lord says, good, you built the ark. Now I need you, and look what he says in verse 1, and all of your household to go into the ark. Come into the ark. Because I've seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. It's almost as if the Lord is bringing forth the the righteous sons and daughters back home, back into the ark. To prepare and get us ready. So when we come out, there's another land to multiply. There's another l- land to, to be fruitful in. What are we gonna do when we come out of this? The next couple of weeks going forward is gonna be, our conversations are gonna be so different, but yet so fruitful, so beautiful. Think about what we're talking about today. And here they are in the ark for about a year or so, a bit, maybe a little bit more than a year. And when the waters dried out, it was time to come out of the ark. And this is what God tells Noah. In chapter 8, verses 15 through 21, God speaks to him again. He says, now go out of the ark. You see, he calls us to go in for a moment, but at any moment, he may call us now to go out. They, it, it looks like they want to keep you, but the reality is he wants to take you. It may look like we're being kept home, but trust me, there's a purpose, and he wants to take us. There's a land that is being prepared. In the days of Noah, it was with water. And today, it's with a virus. I was listening uh, uh, through one of the outlets of media or whatnot that whatever the river or the water of Italy, that because they put everyone on hold there and everyone on lockdown, that that water that was polluted or dirty, I don't know if it's real news or fake news, but this is what I was, I was hearing, I was reading, that now it's so clear and you could see down to the bottom. So so what does that mean in the spiritual state where, where even through this virus, like in the waters of Noah, there's a, a flow that's happening, but the Lord is going to bring something to purify and to take us out from the place of being held within. You know, Jesus was in a tomb, but he wasn't going to stay there. Though he looked like he was going to stay kept, he needed to come out. And, and I believe that these moments of staying in our homes and all that, there, there's going to be a, a moment where he's going to take us out. He says this to him. He says in chapter 8, verse 15, he says, Then God spoke to Noah, and he says in verse 16, Get out, go out of the ark, you and your wife, your sons, your sons' wives, with you. And bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you. Birds and cattle, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth. Listen, look at, look at the Lord's language And be fruitful and multiply on the earth. What was happening on earth? There was sin and there was death. And now he's purifying. He says, I want it to be fruitful and I want it to multiply again. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his son's wives with him. Verse 19, every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. God's Here's God's covenant now with creation. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took every clean animal and of, and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar what was one of the first things that noah does as he comes out he makes it the place of worship this is the place of god and he gives an offering unto the lord and look at verse 21 and the lord smelled a soothing aroma he's in his throne and he smells the aroma from earth and the lord said in his heart it's beautiful the lord speaking in his heart says, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing. Like, Think about this for a moment. It's such a beautiful moment. Such a beautiful moment. I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. And as I get ready to wrap this up, just just think about the children of Israel there in Egypt and coming out. Into a promised land. Think about Noah and his family in the ark. And now they need to come out. And what are they going to come out to? What are they to do coming out? Well, in Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, it says this. It says, so God blessed Noah and his sons. And look what he tells Noah and his sons. He says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Seriously, we, we could stop there for a moment. And just think about this. God was going to do a work. God has always done a work. God continues to do a work. And God from here going forward will continue to do a work. With what? With the family. He's doing a work with the family. And as I end today, all I could say is this. Is let's trust in the Lord. Lord. Let's trust in the Lord in this moment that we are in and believe that he is going to take us. He's going to take us where? Take us out. And he's going to take us out of this to do what? To accomplish great things. Like what? I don't know, to be fruitful and multiply. To accomplish great things. See, for the believer, even if it gets worse, it gets better for us. It's something that's beautiful as a believer. Like, wow, if times get worse, it gets better for me. Can you imagine that? If it gets worse, it's better for me. And you may be there sitting there and looking at your screen and saying, how, pastor, how can it be better for me? If things get worse, how can it be better? Easy. The answer is, for our citizenship is in another another kingdom. So as it gets worse here it's because he wants to take us there we have a promise my passport has the stamp of heaven on it my citizenship our citizenship is in heaven God is doing a work and he's calling the church out of their buildings and he's calling the church back into their homes why would you think that the Lord is calling you back home you really need to think about that you, re- you have to have those conversations today with your family do a barbecue today make some sandwiches today play Monopoly it lasts for hours actually days Monopoly is the never ending game do whatever you have to do but begin the conversation of why did God bring us back home from here on out we're going to live in the, in the riches of God let's fix these things let's burn for the Lord let's establish things that we've lost let's be rooted in stuff that we've lost that we've unrooted ourselves from all the bickering and all the complaining what a beautiful moment to say none of that stuff is of worth having ill no feelings towards others none of that stuff is of worth Remaining bitter, having hatred. In moments like today, I, I hope that we're recognizing how stupid all those things can be. What is God calling the church to right now as He's called us back home? There's a reason why He took us out of the building. I believe that with all my heart, He wants us to be light towers in our communities, He wants us to shine the light. You know those big light towers that stand in the piers? They just move like that. And they just shine their light. And there could be a boat that's miles away in the darkness. Miles away in the darkness. But that light that is shining is reminding that boat, your promised land is here. There's land here. Come to the light. Come to the light. Because if you come to the light, you'll find land and I promise you that that that's what I feel the Lord is doing. He's calling the church to be what light towers to what to those that live in darkness. And what what about them? That they could see the light shine and run to it and find the promised land. Find the promised land. And it's gonna begin with your family. You are the light. Your family is the light. Every single one of you sitting down right there in your homes in front of the TV screen. I'm telling you that you are the light towers to those that are in darkness. They run to your light and find that there is a promise. Land, and that there is a king, that there is a healer, that there is a love like never before who sits on his throne. And they come to meet Jesus because of the light that shines through your family. He's gathering the family, he's gathering the family, he's gathering the family to be light towers, no longer just ministering to one another, but to the world. To the world in which He's called us into. We're not of it, but He's called us into it. Each of us holds His kingdom in this world. Find strength, have faith. Find strength. Let's give. The kingdom of heaven to this world. The world that's in us, His kingdom. There's a world that's living in me, but the Lord wants it to erupt in the world that's living outside of me. Each of us, each family, one by one. Come on. He is beautifying us, He is preparing, He is organizing us, He's gathering the family. We're light towers. I want to take this moment and maybe just sing one more song and as we sing one more song right there where you're at I want you just to close your eyes if you want to bow your heads but right there begin to pray right there just don't get distracted don't move around right there in your living room I want you to examine yourself, examine your house. And say, Lord, thank you for bringing me back home. Things are going to change. Things are going to be put in order. As we sing this song, if you're next to someone there, I encourage you to do this. Can you hold their hand right now? Hold their hand. Maybe stand with them, sit next to them. Close your eyes, cry together. Can you guys pray for one another right there? And then as the song is being sung, as you're holding hands right there, can you sing it together? Come on, sing with your family. Sing, if you're by yourself today, sing right there with the presence of the Lord in your home. Lift up your arms, lift up your hands, lift up your voices, lift up your heart. Thank the Lord for the moment that we are in today. And let the Holy Spirit just minister to you right now. Come on, get alongside someone right now. Don't take these moments for granted. And let the Holy Spirit just minister to you right there. Let's take a few minutes.